Welcome to a Catalyst for Change podcast, where we are a catalyst to inspire compassion among people, promote collaboration with leaders, and build capacity for programming. Hi, this is Liz Cook, and I'm the Director of Communications for Support After Abortion. Welcome to the Catalyst for Change podcast. Support After Abortion, we work and strive to end the demand for abortion through healing those who have been impacted. Today, I am here with the absolutely amazing and lovely Joan Kane, who sits on our board of directors. And we're going to talk about Viable and how through our three C's of compassion, collaboration, and building capacity, this play really works with our message and what we are trying to do um, for this country and for uh, the world in general. So everybody welcome Joan Kane. And Joan, if you could take a moment and just um, introduce yourself, how you became connected with Support After Abortion, what your role is, and um, why you like being connected with us in your current role. Well, th- thank you so much, Liz. It's uh, always a joy to uh, talk with you. Uh, um, I, my husband and I have been married 39 years and I have three grown children. Um, and uh, I have a grandson, so I'm very excited about that. My middle son, Joe, has Down syndrome. So I've always really have, I guess I've had a heart uh, for the pro-life issue because 90% of the children with Down syndrome are aborted. Um, I didn't start out knowing that or anything. But uh, anyway, I've just, I've grew, um, we've lived the last 35 years in the Alton Godfrey area. And uh, when we were in Alton, uh, we, our parish, um, St. Mary's in Alton, we met Father Jeremy, and he knew Janine, and uh, I had been on the Thrive Metro East Board, which is like a pregnancy help center, so I was starting to, as my kids got older, I got a little bit more into the pro-life work, and he asked about bringing luncheons for life to the Alton area, and he asked me and another woman, uh, Shannon, to co-lead that, so we started doing that, and just through meeting Janine and talking to Janine and learning about, I mean, I thought I was pro-life all my life and, and I am, but I didn't really ever think about the woman or the men or the other people involved. And I just started to understand more of the impact um, that that had. And then, Janine always kept saying, we need to have every third or fourth speaker needs to be someone who's had um, been impacted by an abortion. And we, you know, we kept reaching out in our community in Illinois. Illinois, we feel like we're hopeless because, you know, our governor wants it to be a sanctuary city, our state for abortion. And it just kept, uh, and, well, out of the luncheons for life, we started 40 days for life. I started that. Uh, and being there on the sidewalks, I would see these women coming out, see them going in and see them coming out. And it was just, it just, it hurt my heart. It just was very sad. And then I couldn't find anybody coming forward. I kept telling Janine, there's got to be women based on the statistics in my church, in my community, you know, one in four women by the age of 45, um, statistically having an abortion and, but no one's talking about it. And when Janine asked me to be on the board, I was very excited about that just because um, I felt like we need to bring hope and healing in the whole um, Missouri, Illinois area. And I've recently just moved to Missouri, but uh, 
it's just my eyes have kind of been open to the need that's really out there. And I had no idea. That's wonderful. And what a beautiful golden thread too, from what you learned um, after you had your son and the rate of abortion for those um, suffering mm -hmm. from Down syndrome or who have Down syndrome. Um, and then to lead you to this work is just fantastic. And it's so nice and wonderful to have you on our board and have your support always. Um, so you mentioned the stats and the statistics of one in four women in every church have been impacted by abortion. And now, you know, the conversation is really um, starting to, to pick up a about the men. So if that's one in four women, there's a man, man attached to that abortion experience as well. So the need for the healing is there. Um, and the first day we met was back in April in Jefferson City, um, and we viewed Viable, um, Support After Abortion, sponsored Viable right on the Capitol steps after the Midwest March for Life. Um, so can you tell me about you did attend the play. Can you tell me about how you felt during the play and how you feel um, that can really impact the one out of four women and men in our churches? Yeah. Um, there was something that I had seen like the video of it, I guess. And, but when I saw the play, like the live in person, I, I was really moved. I, I was really moved by the whole, and I think I was more moved the second time I saw it than the first time because it was, I remember turning around at some point because it was, you could hear a pin drop and there was probably two or 300 people outside and we were on the state capitol. I remember looking around and thinking all their eyes were fixed on the stage. They were like riveted to every word that was coming out because this is a topic that is never talked about. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember hearing before that silence only helps the oppressor. And I feel like this woman was pouring out her heart on the stage and it was, it was moving. It was very moving to walk with another person and hear their story. Um, yeah. So I, I just remember that, that I was very moved. I love the message of the hope and the healing and I helped her whole family and so I, I thought that was very, uh, very good. Yeah. And I love how you said about hearing a pin drop because for being outside, you don't yeah. expect that reaction, right? And you don't expect to feel that kind of impact, um, but it certainly was there and it was a beautiful ending to what was a beautiful day. Um, yeah. And we had mentioned one in four women in churches, but that's one in four women across the nation too. Um, tell me a little bit about how you feel if there was a woman who had been personally impacted by abortion, you know, watching this play, whether she's, you know, spiritually active in her church or, you know, she's gone away from her faith um, and, and men too in general. How can this play speak to them and, and does it speak to, to all men and women regardless of, you know, faith or if they're away from their faith right now? I, I, it would definitely speak to all uh, men and men and women. I mean, there is no doubt it would speak to all men and women just because the whole, I think it's, it's opening up a path to be able to, like, we love musicals and plays and, you know, um, like we saw the movie Unplanned and, you know, I think Janine or someone has said, this is kind of like the theater version, you know, the play version of that, it's a way to like experience something together and then have something to talk about to be able to walk with these people and not be silent. I mean, I have a whole, I wrote out a bunch of notes uh, 
about going from uh, condemnation to compassion. Uh, you know, just, I mean, you know a lot of these things, but, you know, since Roe versus Wade, 60 million children have been lost. Uh, and that's not to mention their mothers and fathers and the other relatives. And Janine will always say, I'm copying a lot of her notes because this has impacted me so much. The laws don't change hearts, hearts change law. So even if the law gets changed, um, we need to try to be effective change agents. And if we have a common thread to talk about, like in this play, I mean, her family was healed. Her husband, relationship with her husband was healed. Her, she went started out angry and she was at peace at the end. And it was just a beautiful, and that's, that's kind of what I feel like God is calling us. You know, we've been silent so long on this whole issue like this. If there's one in four, I mean, you know, that's just so many women and men out there in our culture. And um, it, the, the research shows that 33% of people surveyed at least were adversely affected by abortion. It may be higher even in men. And when they said, you know, where can I go to get, you know, um, healing, 90% didn't know where to go for help. And uh, of these people, they said they were people of faith, but 80% said they rarely or never went went to religious services. So, and a lot of them were probably, they were probably feeling some kind of personal condemnation or a feeling of judgment. And this was such a beautiful play of showing how the, the self-hatred, you know, the guilt, I had no idea that a woman, but a lot of these men and women are carrying this inside and they, no one's talking about abortion. Everybody thinks it's okay, but the women who've had it, they're not okay. Right. Yeah. And they need people who will listen, who will maybe just be there, not show condemnation, but show compassion. And that's, I think, where our real opportunity is by watching this, we can become better informed so that we can listen better to the people who are wounded in our churches and our community and our families we might even not know but if we're showing compassion even towards this issue maybe someone will feel like they can talk to us you know Right. No. And I love how you put that. And it, it certainly impacts um, the women and men who have experienced it, but the impact on individuals who haven't. Right. And in drawing that compassion out of their hearts and really inspiring them to to be mindful to the fact that, you know, this is a lot of people you're interacting with. Someone has, the chances are good that someone has been touched by an abortion experience yeah. that you're interacting with. Um, so how do we bring about that compassion? How do we bring about that awareness? And with such a creative tool, you know, um, yeah. as play is, I do, I, I think you put it just so eloquently is that it's just a great tool to really drive that compassion and, and change someone's heart so that women and men do continue to come forward. Um, and if we want to see real change, it's really only going to come from the testimonies and the sharing experiences from women and men who have been impacted, but they have to feel safe to do so first. So no, I love that you said that. That's fantastic. And I love that, you know, you had that experience too, sitting either watching the link, but certainly seeing it live. Right. Um, yeah. and, and having those emotions and you just feel called to keep, to keep, you know, the awareness and, and the, the, the promotion going on it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, now 
I have a question. So uh, Support After Abortion does have sponsorship opportunities for the play. What would you say or how would you guide somebody through that process? You know, we're coming off of an interesting year of the, of the pandemic. Things are slowly starting to open up, you know, so people are taking their time reviewing different opportunities a little bit more. So what would you say to them that this would be something that they should really, really consider to sponsor and what the why they should, you know, kind of take the plunge or take the jump to to sponsor with support after abortion to bring this play to their community. I think it goes along with that continuing to be an agent of change. Like in order to do that, you really need to educate yourself uh, about like I'm a lot in the pro-life industry. I've done a lot of pro-life things, but hearing women give their testimony, hearing men, our last luncheons for life, we had a man give his testimony. I'm like, I've never heard a man give his testimony about how he's been wounded by an abortion. And this is just the tip of the iceberg about, we have to like raise an awareness so that people are willing to talk about it or just educate yourself uh, and have the capacity to want to love these people where they are and meet them where they are so that you can open up a space um, just, just for love, that they would feel um, heard, you know, because some of these verbatims that we have from the research, uh, it brings a deep, deep guilt, sadness, and feeling of loss. I am haunted by it. I deeply regret this. It says that person is me and has been over 20 years since I had the abortion. It still hurts me a great deal. Those are direct quotes from women. Uh, and I think this, the guilt, self-condemnation are that women are imposing on themselves. They carry these burdens and they don't ever feel they can be free of this weight. And I think this play gives us an opportunity to talk about, and if you can talk about the abortion issue, from a healing aspect, because our whole goal as support after abortion is to end the demand for abortion by healing those impacted. You know, 50%, we know that 50% of the abortions in this country are on uh, women who've already had an abortion. Mm -hmm. So that is so powerful. If we can just, I think this is a tool to come alongside and, you know, just raise the awareness, sponsor it in your community. Get the conversation started, you know, show compassion. Um, I just feel very passionate that there's so much that I didn't know. You know, don't judge these people. Be compassionate. Educate yourself. We've been silent so long. I just feel like people don't even talk about abortion. They're afraid because it brings a uh, very, I guess, an emotional response which is natural, but we can educate ourselves by going to a play mm -hmm. and experiencing something and then just learning about it. Look, look, this might, you know, maybe after you see the play, you might go and do some research on what are the physical impacts, psychological impacts on a woman, you know, and then you'll begin to see what some of these men and women are going through and their voices have not been heard. There's no platform because everybody says it's legal. It's okay. And, 
they're not okay. Yeah. Our families are not okay. Right. And I, you've mentioned this a couple of times, and I think I keep going back to it as such an amazing point is that you spent your whole life in the pro-life movement, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, recently when you heard all of this, this research and you read all these statistics and your eyes were and your heart was really open to a whole nother side that you would have never guessed was there, right? And all of these yeah. men and women that needed the healing. And I love how you keep saying, you know, the, those impacted by abortion are silenced, but we're silencing ourselves also by not yeah. talking about it, not reaching out to those that need healing um, and really being that safe space. So it, there is, there's a lot of silence around it now. And like you said, the play is a great way to start the conversation in your community um, and really begin to heal people on a level that's, that's desperately needed. I love that. Yeah. All men and women need to know that no matter what sin, there's like a great quote in here, uh, Janine put in her thing, she says, I wish, this is from Pope Francis, I wish to restate as firmly as I can that abortion is a grave sin since it puts an end to an innocent life. In the same way, however, I can trust and must state that there is no sin that God's mercy cannot reach and wipe away when it finds a repentant heart seeking to be reconciled with the Father. And I think this is a time for divine mercy in our whole world. I just feel like we can be instruments of divine mercy and maybe a person who's impacted by abortion doesn't, you know, like the statistics show, she may not want to start with God or her faith, mm-hmm. but if you can feel kindness and love and respect and be, just be aware or be there. Uh, and this play is like a, just a great way to, to really learn about it. And, uh, stop the silence, I guess. (laughs) No, I love that. I love that. We're going to stop the silence with this play. That's fantastic. Um, And I do want to take a minute to just um, update everybody on our upcoming shows. So July 9th, we have two shows um, at the Cardinal Regali Center in St. Louis, and then we'll be in Effingham at the Performance Center uh, for two shows on July 10th. July 11th, we'll be at Cornerstone Church in Bethalto, Illinois, and then we'll be closing it out on the 12th, Monday, July 12th at St. Mary's um, in Alton, um, which was another fabulous connection. I think we we got through. And certainly, um, if you watch this interview and, and read the blog associated with it, and you're inspired to bring this play to your community, please reach out directly to me. Again, my name is Liz Cook. I'm the Director of Communications for Support After Abortion. I can be reached at Liz at supportafterabortion.com. Um, send me an email. We'll definitely connect uh, over Zoom or through the phone, however you like to do it, so that we can talk about this exciting opportunity. And certainly, you can go on our website, www.supportafterabortion.com. Under the media section, there is a whole viable section. You can scroll through, read um, an interview from John, the creator himself, cast bios, um, and certainly the, the theme and the message of this wonderful play and uh, register for any upcoming shows too. Joan, I cannot thank you enough. I think um, Joan and I prayed before this interview um, and I think the Holy Spirit definitely guided our words. I just, I, again, I love what you said about not, you know, obviously creating healing so that those impacted are in silence, but so that we're not silencing ourselves either anymore. And we can open up our heart more to, to individuals that need it. I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. That was perfect. (laughs) Oh, I have one little last little, uh, uh, just, you know, if, 
we need to shift the paradigm because this unresolved loss is killing our families, our churches, and our community. And uh, I just really challenge everyone to start the healing in your community. And this play is really a great way to do that. Uh, start the conversation. Let's, you know, let's let's keep the conversation going and uh, bring healing to our communities. Amen. Thank you so much, Joan. As always, it's so good to see you and always good to talk to you. And I know I will definitely see you in July, but I'm sure yeah, we'll I'll be there. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, you are not alone. Contact us today at supportafterabortion.com. If you were inspired by today's message, we welcome you to join the conversation by following us on Facebook or Instagram.